Hello and welcome to Cavell Group's Cloud Conversations podcast. My name is Patrick Watson. I'm a senior research analyst here at the Cavell Group. And today's episode of the podcast continues in our build-up to the CloudCom Summit US event, which takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona, next month from the 20th of September. The event is held in partnership with the Cloud Communications Alliance, and it will cover a range of different topics as we enter what might be a new era for the communications industry. Today, though, I am joined by special guest, CEO of Broadsource, Hayden Fulton. How are you today, Hayden, or tonight for you in Australia? <laughs> Hi, Patrick. Great to hear your voice again, mate. Great to hear you. Thanks for having me. No, pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. And obviously, Broadsource are key sponsors uh, of the CloudCom Summit event. So I wanted to talk to you in the build-up about a few things. Uh, and I think we, we we probably have to start with, it's been a pretty dramatic 18 months all across the world, uh, and it's particularly impacted the workplace. So I just wanted to get your opinion and, and from a broad source perspective about how you think some of those changes in the workplace have, uh, have impacted the communications industry. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Well, firstly, can I say how excited I am for the opportunity to actually be at the event Um you know, it's been a couple of years since the last one was a face-to-face -face activity, and we're so excited to be actually physically together again in, in the US. Um, and importantly for us to say thank you is an opportunity to, to be with the CCA. You know, a number of our partners and customers are going to be there. And just in the last two years to say thank you. Um, thank you for, for working with us over the last two years. And I think, I think um, the CCA represents a group of people who have kind of had to do a lot of work over the last two years to prepare their customers to cope with the change, the, the change of where people work and how they work and un unbelievably stressful time for, for the people inside the service provider community to, to keep up and to cope with the demands of, of a very dramatically different workforce and that workforce now being distributed anywhere. Uh, it's kind of the promise of cloud collaboration and, and what the CCA stands for and, and, and all the hard work that's been done over kind of decades kind of accelerated by six years overnight just through through the fact that our customers are now working from anywhere and uh, glad we get a moment to take a breath uh, for a couple of days um, take stock to say thanks to the customers that have worked with us in the last 18 months or so and um, and we're kind of glad that the stuff that we've been working on the stuff that we do it was kind of been relied upon and has become a bit of front and center actually in in the way in which businesses continue to be productive and the way in which their teams need to collaborate and 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 for in some respects just i guess thank our lucky stars as a community that 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 we're front and center in this really challenging time and and adding value and that's what that's what we've tried to do and i think that's what we're most proud of that the stuff that we've been working on for 20 years is, is now front and center making a difference and and we hope that um, we can talk about that over the next uh, few days with the CCA when we're together in, in September. That, that's a really good point, actually. And, and often it's easy for us within the industry who, who've, who've been involved in it for, for a number of years to think about the acceleration that's happened over the past sort of 18 months. But effectively, all of, a lot of the groundwork has been done. This has been stuff that, uh, that we've been talking about and the CCA has been talking about and, and you guys have been talking about for a long time. Uh, and effectively, it was having those solutions in place that enabled a lot of businesses to continue functioning. And, and you're right, it really did move to communications technology, but technology in general, potentially from the sort of back of people's minds immediately to the forefront of mind of how, how are we going to continue? What is our business continuity strategy to make sure that we can still function? Yeah. 
And I think it sort of um, became common conversation amongst our families, not just about us geeking people in in the in the in the communications environment. So, um, so that was a very interesting dynamic that all of a sudden my family knew about what collaboration technology was because we were using it every day as a team now because our workforce was literally working from anywhere, where wherever they happened to be at the moment that we were all asked to to now work from home at the start of the pandemic. But but equally, you know, my 80 year old parents were were kind of understanding for the first time ever what it was that we actually did um, as people specialising in cloud collaboration because once in a while it was the only way we could actually communicate with them by using some of these business tools to um, to keep connected to them and and I think I think the population kind of started to understand and embrace what it was that sort of collaboration was about um, and particularly in our space what the cloud the power of the cloud collaboration technology could be so. Uh, unbelievably interesting, Patrick, time, I'd, I'd have to say. Yeah, that, that point about awareness is key as well, because you're right, effectively, it was only potentially siloed in the technical part of a business. But now, it's as you said, it's not just business wide. It was, it was everyone had some sort of stake in this technology. I know I became uh, international family troubleshooter just from having any experience in the tech industry of having to sort out all the online family quizzes and that sort of thing, which was a, which was a great delight. But you mentioned the cloud there and that, obviously is 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 the key enabler effectively and and you talked about work that's been going on for decades and i suppose in some ways obviously there's there's been a huge amount of issues and a lot of pain and suffering but the if the pandemic pandemic had happened 20 years ago we wouldn't have been equipped in the same way to deal with it because of now we have these cloud platforms available that offer that uh, scalability and flexibility and the uh, and the move towards cloud-based services has has been key for, for service providers and telcos, hasn't it, to provision those services for end customers? Mm. It's kind of a, a sort of an aligning of the planets that was that was required to allow teams to be effective using cloud technology. I think you know the the concept of a, a laptop computer having enough processing capacity to cope with with the, the clients that were installed on them, um, the internet connection needed to be of a certain quality the cloud collaboration applications needed to be open enough they need to be connected to the internet um, not just in private networks in business sort of communications environments but needed to be connected to open networks and so the apis needed to be open so there's kind of a lining of five or six or maybe 15 kind of things coming together that kind of was fortuitous in in cloud collaboration technology being available to a lot, lot wider community to consume. Um, and, and so that goes to um, where we think um, the next step is. It's been that transition of people to, to need to be able to work from anywhere, which is the promise that we had been describing for a number of years prior. It is now the uh, expectation and the obligation to be able to supply services to a workforce, to a community to collaborate and be wherever they want when they do that. And I think uh, the next journey for us is to try and help our cloud collaboration customers, our partners, to maximise the use of the capability, maximise the feature consumption, maximise the adoption of of that, and make it a, a, a an environment where people can consume these things in a these business grade services in a consumer like way. So I'd, I'd love to explore that in a little bit more detail. Um, now that we've kind of put some of these ingredients in place around connectivity, openness, compute capability, 
um, some of these planets have aligned and our, our opportunity to help maximise the consumption of the usage of these services as well. Yeah, that's a good point. The infrastructure, the platforms, the connectivity are now there, which allows everyone to start thinking about the the much more interesting stuff. And that, that was going to bring me on to my next question, actually, and it, it does so perfectly. In terms of we, we've seen this move to cloud and we've seen there, there were a lot of early adopters like, like yourselves. There were a lot of other businesses that were already preaching the benefits of the cloud. But we've also seen a lot of the traditional communications vendors now having to make this rapid switch toward cloud focused technologies and effectively the competitions increase, the markets become more crowded. How are you? How can service providers and telcos sort of differentiate their cloud offerings in this in this space, which is becoming sort of increasingly populated by different businesses who who weren't necessarily there from the outset? Yeah, um, great great question, Patrick. We reflect on two aspects of what what we think is ahead of us as as a contributor in this ecosystem and community, and that is what role can we play in terms of the migration to cloud, the acceleration of the migration to cloud, how do we make that as simple and as seamless and as automated and as less intrusive as possible in the transition from traditional voice technologies to cloud collaboration? So a lot of our work has been for many years helping service providers do migrations within their environment, in effect, to make a better use case of their platforms. But now it's about accelerating the transition to cloud. So we've coined the term in our business, you know, how are we going to participate in, you know, getting them to cloud? You know, very simple language. Let's get them to cloud. Let's get these subscribers to to get to cloud. And, and our approach is to supply the technology to do that. So that's the first job we think we'd like to participate in this, in this transition. We, we're doing migrations for a long time. It's now about how do we participate in the transition to cloud and ours is let's work together to get them to cloud um, and that's about technology and automation and systemization of of the migration of what we think is you know millions of subscribers to cloud collaboration platforms but we think that's only the first step we think the actual next most important step is to to, to get them to use it or make them use it um, now that everyone's in the cloud there are dozens of features to be consumed our hope and our uh, con contribution again to this ecosystem is not only to get people to cloud, but to kind of make them use it. Um, we want to create user experiences which allow people to embrace the features that exist in the cloud services uh, that drive the consumption and the adoption of the cloud features that we kind of know as hosted PBX and hosted unified communication services. How do we get people to consume those services? And our technology embedded inside our our customers' environments has got two functions, accelerate the transition to cloud and then create user experiences where people are going to naturally, maybe not even without any explicit intervention, be consuming those features in the cloud to, to kind of benefit from the value of this cloud service. As, as we know it, once upon a time as a cloud unified communications or hosted PBX service, how do we get them to use all these features that they're probably paying for, they're probably a part of their subscription? What's our job, what's our contribution in this transition to make them use the services? How do we drive adoption and consumption of these network features? And, and that's a, a fundamental framework of the sort of research and development, the product development we do within, within Broadsource. And, and, and that, I suppose, as well, 
brings on to another point in terms of we t we, we think traditionally of sort of cloud voice, but we, we, you're talking about collaboration, which is an umbrella term for, for lots of different technologies. How important is it, do you think, for service providers to to provision that broader portfolio now? So we're not just talking about cloud voice only. We're talking about collaborative features, uh, but we're also talking more increasingly about the sort of convergence of customer experience features and contact center features and, and linking all those different systems together. Do you think that's another sort of key benefit of the cloud that you can have these different systems and integrate them? Um, even today, we were talking in our team about the two parts of our business that we operate with our traditionally unified communications or cloud, cloud PBX capabilities, uh, and our contact center and, and customer experience ex, uh, capabilities. And, and how do we, what are we seeing out of both of those pieces of our business that need to come together? And the, the reality is, is that um, we're seeing and we're participating in projects now where, for example, call center agents are sitting uh, in their home offices, just like uh, knowledge workers and office telephony people are now sitting in their home offices. And so all of a sudden they need very similar technologies and similar capabilities. And um, and so, for example, one of those ones that is really important is the fact that an agent now working from home uh, needs to continue to be PCI DSS compliant in being able to make and receive credit card payments, for example. Um, and 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 the, the their concepts and technologies that we've been used to in terms of remote working and home office working for traditional office workers. But now that that convergence, if you like, of the technologies that the cloud has offered um, hosted PBX subscribers now also now needs to apply to those subscribers, which we'd consider to be agents, but now needing to work from home. So the crossover is immense. And it's sort of driving our technology portfolio to, to come together and the reuse of our software to now to be, need to be applied to both types of stakeholders, if you like, across both. So uh, we think the service providers, um, uh, you can see through the way the market is uh, consolidating, you can see through the M&A activity of, of the marketplace as to uh, the answer to that question you asked, Patrick, whether they need to, um, and, and the answer is, in what we're seeing with the acquisitions of, of unified communications, players purchasing call center operators and, and vice versa. So uh, we can see before our eyes every day at the moment that that's a, a clear need for people to offer diversified capabilities out of the one offering that's um, common technology, if you like, but to different stakeholders within the, within the, the user community, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That M&A activity is, is a key indicator of, of, of trend analysis, really, of, of what's going on and that that crossover of voice and contact centre and IT specialisation all purchasing each other from different angles uh, sums that up pretty well. If I could ask my sort of final question, I thought I'd give you a really difficult one is and you, you work with lots of service providers. If, if you were to what would be your sort of key considerations for a service provider when choosing a a, a, a platform partner because because there's lots of options out there. We talked about that increased competition. What what would be sort of your your key considerations? Though those sort of golden nuggets that you'd look for. Mm. Uh, our view is um, is the openness of the platform, the ability to differentiate and innovate on that platform through published, maybe probably even open APIs on the internet for people to innovate and craft their own market differentiation. 
And so we look to the level of openness. It happens to be convenient for us because we're software developers and product people building solutions into the service provider community. So we we like to think that what's important to service providers is the technology they're they're using is is open enough for people to innovate and so that they can create their differentiated offerings. Um, we're keen to see the way in which um, these cloud collaboration platforms can be consumed, that the features that are resident in the cloud are used every day by their subscribers, that the features that are being offered do not lie dormant um, and, and that they become alive, that these features that have implicit value uh, that have a promise to help people collaborate better, to stay connected better, to, to uh, interact with staff, partners and suppliers better. These features that reside in the cloud, um, you need to be able to get access to them, to interact with them, to use them and to consume them and make them um, features that you use every day as an implicit part of the way in which you go about your day. So how do you do that? Uh, you, you make them open so that you can get access to them and you can innovate on those features. And it's a big part of uh, what we consider to be a strategy of not just getting people to cloud collaboration platforms, but to create user experiences that make them use it and make them use those features every day. And so for us, the golden nuggets are about the openness and flexibility of that platform for, for people like us to innovate on them, to, to bring differentiate differentiation to those platforms. Um, so the golden nugget for us is openness and APIs to drive innovation, um, to differentiate. That, that's, um, that's, that's the hope. We, we hope it leads to differentiated offerings that uh, make one cloud provider's platform more interesting and more engaging and more useful and, than, than someone else's, I guess. And, um, and then that drives um, better customer attention, reduction in churn, um, and a longer-term relationship between the, the provider and, and the subscriber themselves. Um, and we think APIs and applications drive that, that experience. Well, I, I mean, it all comes down to the to the user engagement in the end uh, with, with all technology. So I think that that's key. It, it's been fascinating to hear uh, your thoughts on on the trends, and very much look forward to uh, catching up with with Broadsource at the CloudCom Summit US. But for today, Hayden, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Pleasure, Patrick. Pleasure. And for the listeners, if you want to learn uh, more about Broadsource in the meantime, uh, you can find their website at broadsource.com uh, to find out what they're doing in the worlds of communication and collaboration. There are also still tickets left for the CloudCom Summit US. Uh, as I said, it takes place in person next month on the 20th of September in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you're interested in finding out more about the event and grabbing those last few tickets, uh, you can head over to cavellgroup.com forward slash events. Uh, that's it for today's podcast, though. Thanks again to Hayden from Broadsource and to Broadsource for sponsoring. Until next time, it's goodbye from Cavell. <laughs>